Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Authentic Life Radio. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And I'm Sarah. And I think we're both tired. Oh, we're so tired. I forgot what I was, <laughs> what podcast I was starting. Gotcha. Which is sad because you're sitting right here. I'm looking at your beautiful face, but my mind just. That's all right. I don't know what comes next. <laughs> Kind of like life. Please just help us know what comes yeah, next. Right. I just don't know what comes next. I'm, and in life, I don't feel like I need to know what comes next. I'm just having fun right now. Well, that's good. And we'll see what comes next. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad you feel that way. So did you have a good Thanksgiving? We did. So I just told you upstairs, I I cooked for eight hours. We ate for about 30 minutes mm-hmm. and, but it was, it was good. It was time spent with the girls. It was time spent by myself. Yeah. My parents came over for dinner and, and that was good. Some of my keto things turned out very well. Matthew, who is not keto at all, absolutely loved the gravy that I made. That's cool. And it was very good. I was sad when I went to have some leftovers and I found that he had finished the gravy. <laughs> oh man. So it was um it was a great day. I we were in all day and while I was busy it was good. Mm-hmm. And then the best part of the day was that clifted all my dishes <laughs> twice. That's really nice because I needed I needed the dishes done so that I could continue. Um, I think I have a hair in my mouth. Oh. So anyway, mm-hmm. but I needed all the dishes done so that I could continue cooking. And so he washed them for me. And then after dinner, he washed everything. That's sweet. It was a great blessing. Mm-hmm. That's very sweet. That's awesome. It is. So how was yours? Well, I had planned on going to uh, Tennessee on after work on, on Wednesday um, but instead I came home to, um, my cat not doing so well, Miles, and he was having a hard time walking. And, um, I had noticed his behavior had kind of changed a little bit, uh, over the, like the previous couple days, but I, you know, didn't really think much of it. And then, um, and then on Wednesday night, it was very, when I got home from work and was getting ready to load my car for, for Tennessee, it was very apparent that there was something really wrong with him. So, um, took him to the emergency vet and, um, he, when we, when I found him, let me just go back a little bit about my sweet miles. When I had found him, um, Lydia and I were looking for houses to rent and, um, he was left on the stoop of one of the houses. Um, and he was staying right there. His fam- the family that must've had him, uh, just left him and he was very, very thin and not healthy at all. And, um, and so, um, I remember Lydia and I just kind of scooping him up and, um, I ended up taking him and what was awesome about, cause God speaks to me through creatures. I mean, mm-hmm. if you listen to my podcast, you know all about how, just how I just, I love creatures and God uses them to minister to me over and over. And, um, with miles, um, I just couldn't, I couldn't leave someone that was something that was hurting. Cause that's how I felt. I needed somebody to come in and scoop me up and, and let me know that I was wanted and, that's exactly how I felt about him. So, so we did ended up taking him to the vet and he was, um, diagnosed with feline leukemia. And that's basically a, a death sentence for a cat. They can live, you know, they can have some kind of life, but, um, but 
you know, it's not going to be a really long life. Um, and so I had never had a cat with feline leukemia, but I knew that in that moment that I couldn't put him down because God was basically saying, Sarah, you might feel like you have no worth or value that you've been abandoned, that you've been left. Um, you might have something that's, you know, all like, uh, like a disease or, or this grief that feels overwhelming or whatever, but I love you. And just like you want to take care of this cat, I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to take care of you. And so um, I kept Miles and I expected him, I had done some research. I expected him to live, you know, several years. Um, unfortunately, I only had him for a year, but I tell you what, he was the coolest cat. Um, Luke senior year, we lived in that, lived in a rental house, not that one that where we found him, but in a different rental house. And um, Luke's buddies, you know, 18, 17, 18 year old boys would come over. Where's Miles? I mean, they, they thought he was the coolest. I mean, he was just so friendly. He acted more like a dog than a cat and, and everything. So, um, and I named him Miles because of the journey that God had placed me on that um that I knew that he was just gonna walk beside me on this journey, so it was kind of like these this miles that I felt like I was putting on and so uh, on my life and so um that's why I named him that and and so when I took him in, um the vet blessed her heart, she was so sweet she came back in and and she was explaining to me all the different options. And I, and I just knew that there wasn't going to be any quality of life. And, um, so I decided to put him down and, you know, I'm crying and, and doing, um, and she looked at me and she said, you have touched, um, such a, such a spot in my heart. She said, this doesn't happen normally because she does it a lot, but she said, there's something about you that has just really touched my heart so much. And she said, I'm so sorry for your loss. And, um, she said, most people, when, when a cat's given that diagnosis, they put them down, they don't even give them the chance of a life. And so you have given this cat, you know, a great life and, um, but it was still hard to say goodbye to him. And, um, so that was hard. Um, it just felt like another loss. So I call, when I call my parents and they loved miles, my dad and I ended up having a really great time on Friday. Just he and I, we needed to connect. And, um, he said, you know, Sarah, I just started praying for you because I asked God, why can't she just get a break? It's she's just like, I'm so I'm having he was having such a hard time thinking that thing after thing after things happening to me. And um just down to the cat that I rescue. And um but I really appreciated my understood my dad's heart and understanding that it's just been a hard seven years. It's been a hard year. It's been a hard just it's been hard. Um but I can also see I, that how strong I've gotten, what what has transpired out of all of this. And, and so that's how I handled his death, how I was still able to celebrate Thanksgiving and, and have a good time and enjoy my family. And um, so that was good. And I, you know, I had a good Thanksgiving in spite of just another loss, it felt, you know, well, it, it is another loss. It is another loss. And uh but God, again, used that creature to help me to understand that he would provide for me. He would take care of me, that I was wanted, that that he desired me and he was going to take care of me. So I yeah. love that story. I didn't know that story about Miles. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I just haven't, haven't talked about it much. I only had him for a year. Right. I was been this year that I moved out, bought my own, you know, have, I've moved twice. I've had to rent a house. Then I, then I then I bought a condo on my own. I've, you know, I've done so much on my own. I, God has continually provided for me over and over, giving me a job that gives me stability. Um, 
It's again, not what I'm passionate about, but I love the people I work with and he's provided that for me. I have so much to be thankful for and, um, and I've seen him work, uh, and, and, and the opportunity because of the difficult times, the hard times have given me the opportunity to see him work. And I'm so grateful for that. So I know it's not about me. It's about him basically. Very good. I, I, yeah, I did not know that story uh-huh. and, um, yeah, I just, <laughs> I'm just taking it in. I, I need a second to process. Um, I, mean, I know that God has always spoken to you through creatures. Yeah. We've had um, quite a few stories and funny encounters over, what is it? Over 18 the 18 years. years, actually. Well, Megan, yeah, 18, 18. because... Let's see here. Meg's was about almost two. Megan was almost two. Almost we had, two. Yeah, Matthew was just like six, eight weeks old. Like he was yeah. not um, that big when we met. So 18 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's so funny is that you weren't much of a creature person at all. I, was, I still wouldn't decide. I still would not describe myself as a creature person. I know. Well, you're I one would, creature person. But, um, but Leo has, has captured my heart. Mm-hmm. And while... The other day I told him, I hope whatever you're chewing on kills you. I don't actually mean that. I just meant I'm tired of sticking my fingers down your throat. Could we get out of this toddler phase? It's kind of like how you, you want know. to, how you're going to yes. stab Cliff. I yes, get it. It's like how I wanted to stab my husband. I'm just like, please, I'm tired of you chewing on everything yeah. in sight. Um, we have a gate that keeps him from, from going upstairs or downstairs. It keeps him on, you know, the main level of the house. Yesterday, what was I doing? I was in the kitchen, so I was, you know, doing something in the kitchen. And he was being quiet. He was chewing on, I thought he was chewing on a toy. Uh (laughs) Because when I checked on him, he was chewing on a toy. When I turned around and checked on him again, he had chewed an entire hole in one of the wooden legs that holds the gate up. Oh, no, Leo. And I... Like, why? Like, why? You have how that, many that, toys? That can't even taste good. You have <laughs> toys that taste like chicken and peanut butter. What is wrong with you? <laughs> doesn't uh, make any sense. It, does, does, it it? does not make any sense. And um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't describe myself as a creature person, but I'm a Leo person, and so I get it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I, I and I love. Not that, that I wasn't. What's the right word? Sympathetic before mm-hmm. you've, you know, Miles is not the first creature that you've lost in our, in our friendship. Right. But, um, but yeah, I get it now in a way that mm-hmm. I will tell you. So you I just said think. that. So that reminded me, I'm telling you what, because of what's happened, transpired in my life and, um, and all of that. And I, it sucks. <laughs> To love. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I do. And I mean that in the best way that, because when you give of your, when you get, when you truly give of your heart, when you truly love something, when it's not about you, but it's about you expending energy and, um, and your emotions and all of that onto someone or something else, and it gets taken away or whatever it is it sucks. It hurts. It's awful. It is awful. But the, but the alternative to that, because in my head, I'm just like, 
dang it, I'm never getting another creature. No, I know me. Yeah. yeah right. So there's going to be a creature that's going to come up in somehow in my life that that God's going to put in my path that I'm going to be like, yeah, I got to take care of it. So I get that. But with if you don't love, you don't experience what life's all about because life really is about relationship. It's about right. loving God and loving others and giving and, and, and pouring yourself into relationships. That's what, but that requires the, the knowledge that it, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. And that sucks that I, because I, I also know right now in my life, I really want to protect my heart mm-hmm. and I really don't want to, give of myself in a way that's, I want to protect myself. I've really got to fight that. Mm -hmm. I've really, I've, because there are safe, there are safe people out there. There are, you know, I don't have to be defensive. I don't have to guard and protect my heart. God has, God has my back. God will hold my right hand. He will provide the things, but it, but my natural tendency is to say, oh, hell no. (laughs) I I love that you bring the I spent a majority of my life living that way. Right. I, yes. I spent almost all of my life living that way. And there's no joy and there's no real true joy in that. There's not. Because we think that we can protect ourselves. We think that we can make things better by by manipulating certain things and so we don't get hurt. But I I'm the same way. I have learned this and especially in this past year that to let people in and to, to actually see me for who I am and to experience them choosing still wanting to have a relationship with me has been one of the greatest joys of my life. And, um, but it takes wisdom and it it takes wisdom and it takes some discernment and it takes, um, willingness. Yes. Courage, strength, all of those things to, to choose my new notebook. I, I still make paper to do lists. I, so do I. It drives my husband crazy. He's tried to get me on every every to-do list app that has been made. It's just not going to happen, but um I choose my I choose my notebooks with something that means something to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I bought a brand new one today and it says be brave. I actually saw that on your table and I really liked it. It was really cool. Be brave. That's something else that you and I have in common that <laughs> I still, I have pen and paper. So pen my, paper. so my, so my coworker, she's so good with computers. And now, you know, I'm not good with computers <laughs> and I've talked about that over and over on this podcast, but I'm learning a lot and she's been really patient and just teaching me just basic stuff about Excel and all this stuff. But she's really good at like creating. She loves to do it. I'm over there still with my pen and paper, still <laughs> writing things out. And she knows it. And she like is so good to me that she'll like now how, cause she knows that's how I learn how, how would, how's the best way for you to learn this, whatever we're doing with what other, if it's an application or whatever. Oh, she's such a good teacher. What's the best way for you to learn? Yeah. This? What's the best? Yeah, she really is. She's Do been you know so- why I don't learn anything with technology? Because I ask my husband, will you show me how? And he does it for me. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I will learn nothing that way. Yeah. It's exact. It's exactly right. Either I have to be doing it myself or I, or I write it down and she, you know, we have all of these. I mean, we, my job is to apply for all kinds of insurances. So they have all kinds of different 
each insurance company has different Dep- kinds of things. Yes. So we have our notebook is, is a two inch binder that's completely just jam packed of just information and how to do certain things. And it's all in, um, in, in paper, in paper form. And, um, but she still, she like her natural tendency to go to the computer. Mine's to go to that book. I love that we can learn in different that ways. We can learn in different ways. Yeah. I want to go back to the protecting your heart for a second because I did spend a majority of my life living in a very closed off and guarded fashion. Protected mode. I was always protecting myself. And even even sometimes subconsciously, like I didn't I wasn't aware that I was doing it. Uh, you said, you know, God holds my right hand. Isaiah and forty one thirteen. Isaiah, exactly. So um my tattoo that I got in 2012, I think. I think it was 2012. I think I got mine in 2000. Or 13. I don't know. 11, probably. Whatever year my sister yeah. graduated high school. But I don't remember that either. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, it's, on my, it's on my right wrist because God holds my right hand. And a lot of prayer and decisions went into what exactly it is. And inside my tattoo is the word free. Because I am free to share myself with anyone mm-hmm. that I see fit. Right. Exactly. That's so true. So I got mine probably in 2011 and I was wearing, you remember when silly bands were big? That's what yes. I would always always have a silly band on my right hand because um, God holds my right hand. That that would be, had become my mantra to help me to remember that I don't have to, that he, that not he has me, that I'm not yeah. alone, and that he, because I lived my same way in that protected, protective mode, which, you know, when you live in a defensive way, it kind of propel. I mean, pushes people away, repels mm-hmm. people away. So I, I wanted to, um, under, I wanted to remember that I didn't have to protect me, that God did. So that was what I did, and then when Andy left for the last time, um. I asked God, I said, okay, because you, you had put free in there a long time ago. I and I had kept my, mine's a heart on my right wrist. And it it was just, it was empty on the inside. Um, I knew that at some point I wanted to fill it in, but I didn't know what it was that I was going to have put there. And so when he, when he left, okay, I was like, okay, God, what is it? I'm ready. I feel like you're telling me. And so what I put in there was the word beloved, that I am God's beloved child, his princess. Um, his chosen daughter. And that's exactly so what I did. I, I love that you went with free. I went with beloved, but for us, it carries this huge significance that we don't, we can be ourselves freely ourselves because we're so beloved. And that's my hope and prayer for everybody that he, that's that ever hears my voice, that I can be a living testimony of the power of, of a God who chooses us, who gives us freedom. Um, and he's come to rescue us. That's what's so exciting about the Christmas season is that we celebrate this God who has come to rescue us. Mm-hmm. And um, he's so good. <laughs> this Christmas season, my daughters, um, I think it was Megan who asked we we're listening to christmas music and um a very a very beloved christmas song um came on and she's like mom i got a question for you 
And I'll feel really bad if it was actually Jane, but I'm pretty sure it was Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the song was Mary, Did You Know? And she says, do you think he knew? She knew? You know? Do you think that Mary knew? And I said, well, yeah, I think she knew. And Angel came and told her. (laughs) Now, she believed he would be a king in a different way. Because that was all she knew. She didn't understand how he would be king. But yes, she knew. And they're like, so she's so why do they keep writing this? Why why do they keep singing this song about Mary? Did you know if if she knew? I said, well, I don't know, because it's pretty. (laughs) Well, here's my thing. When you just said that, and it goes back to the whole protective mode thing, like you just said that she thought he would be a king in a different different way. way. I, there's no way that Mary could have known that she was going to prepare her son to help prepare her son for the sacrifice that he was going to eventually. She she would have raised him different. Uh, She couldn't have been, for me, if I would have known, like, obviously, I can't, I wonder if she would have wanted to protect her heart in some way, if she would have wanted to, um, to, to just kind of, I don't know, give all of her heart because, but no mother can do that. You know what I mean? So, I, I love that you said that she expected him to be a different kind of king because that's so, so true. I, um, I can't imagine what it would have been like, yeah, to have watched what eventually what her son mm-hmm. went did, what, yeah. went, went through. And you see her at the cross and, and, uh, with, with, the, with the other Mary and, and the disciple John and they're taking care of her because there's no way that she could have known what grief she was what, what, what she would yeah. have experienced. Right. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, she obviously had some idea of who she was. Ra- I mean, she, right. she was raising. Well, I, th- and that, that was what would make yeah, it. Was I know. I know was, that. You know, when she was pregnant, did she know that she was going to give birth to a king? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. She just believed that it would be different. Mm-hmm. And that's, and so much about life. And that, is that is, way we can exactly. have a vision and we can have we can have a dream. We can have all of that. And I think I still have a vision and a dream of what God has placed on my heart. Would I have expected my life to turn out the way that it did in order to get me to the vision and the dream that He has placed on my heart? Absolutely not. Am I glad that I didn't know? Yeah. Absolutely, because it has prepared me in a way that I never would have known. Absolutely, for the dream and the vision and the purpose that He has placed on my life. Now I wish that He would hurry it up. <laughs> And I could, I mean, yes. again, but we were talking earlier before we got on, sorry, before we started recording about being faithful in the small things. And that's what prepares us for that time when he's called, you know, we're all living out his purpose, whether it's small or little or, or big or huge. I mean, it's always, we're still doing it, but I think so many times we think that we have to be experience it right now and, and all of that. That's not, you know, sometimes that's how it works. I think most of the time though, it's this small, gradual, um, building of character, um, being faithful with the right, the right next step. Mm -hmm. Um, not sure. Uh, shirking back in fear, which I can do eventually. I mean, because again, of trying to protect myself. So, um, yeah, I, I love that the gods put something on my heart, but I don't know. I, I don't always know what that, what's going to happen down no, the road to get me to that. just have to take the next step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In faith. You, yes. You just have to keep, 
taking the next step in faith, whatever. I mean, life is going to throw curveballs and shit flaming curveballs. You know, they, they just, that's, that's just life. That's, that's the product of living in a fallen world. Mm -hmm. But if we are faithful and we keep moving forward, we will get mm-hmm. I'm telling you, to that it, end. Because what I said earlier about that, what we were just being faithful in the next, sometimes um, getting up, getting mm-hmm. up out of bed because you're so weighed down by grief That's or, the step. Or, the, or anxiety or whatever, getting up out of bed is that step. And you can celebrate that. I'm telling you, celebrate every step, every step, getting, being able to get up, brushing your teeth, you know. I, I I need someone out there to hear that it's okay to grieve. It's okay to hurt. Just do one small thing that you don't think that you're able to do in that grief. And you're going to be able to put all of those small things together eventually. And it's going to lead you to the place where you experience freedom and love and um, this overwhelming joy. Um, but and and don't put yourself down because what you're doing in that day is just getting up out of bed. Right. Don't 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 put yourself down for that because eventually that's going to lead to the next step and that's going to lead to the next step and that's going to lead I I know that because that's what I've experienced. What, yeah. And um you know there I'm glad that I can experience happiness now. I didn't think that that was possible, you know, but I I experienced happiness before um and that emotion, but then going through what I've gone through, I experienced this deep grief. I now, and I don't, I don't take that emotion happiness for granted right now because hopefully I never do. But right now I don't, especially because it's just like this whole new, oh my gosh, I feel, I actually feel happy. That's like such a weird, it was such a weird realization that I don't have to stay in this grief, um, that, that I can feel this emotion. And it's so exciting for me. Mm -hmm. I, um, it's like waking up in Technicolor again. It's really fun. <laughs> it's really good. She'd been living in the black and white of the Wizard of Oz. That's what exactly what I was thinking. That's exactly what my head went through. Went to was that I was living in this black and white, and then um, through all this grief, and then one day I wake up just like Dorothy did, and she just walks into this world, and everything's in this bright, bright. bold, vivid color. And it doesn't mean that I still don't experience hurt because y'all, I still experience hurt a lot, but God has built up muscles in me to help me understand that he will provide another day of happiness. Um, I can still remain joyful in the midst of all of that because I've seen, I've experienced something that I wouldn't, I don't even know how to explain, but yeah. 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 Uh, you know, just like for the whole miles thing. Um, yeah, I cried at but I'm also, I'm just grateful instead of trying to protect myself. And I'm assuming that there's going to be another cat or another dog or whatever. I'm going to be grateful that I was able, God was able to use miles to teach me. I was able to help miles. And what's the next, you know, who's the next little thing right. or the next creature right. or the next person or whatever it is that I can minister to and will minister to me. Yeah. So. No, that's beautiful. It is. Um, this is just where my mind like wandered to. Um, 
because I wanted to tell you and I forgot. Did you go Black Friday shopping when you were with your parents? Uh, yes, actually. Because you usually I used to are. Do, I, yeah, you usually, I used to do it all the time, but I didn't, I didn't purchase purchase anything i went my um we went out on actually it was thursday night after everything okay. my sister and my mom and um yeah so they needed to do something I, but i didn't really i didn't do anything you didn't do anything uh-uh. okay um my daughter tricked me <laughs> <laughs> she didn't really but megan and i went out on black friday now we did not get up at the crack of dawn you don't I really let, have to do that anymore, like how we how yeah. I used to do it when I yes, like, I, like it was like this whole thing, like because, straight up crazy. Yeah, straight up. It's not like that anymore. It's really not. And I don't know. A friend of ours posted a picture, and they were in Walmart, and she's like, "I feel safer because of all these police offices that are in here." Yeah, still crazy going on yeah, out there. But sure. um, but Stephanie Ravenscraft, who does not like crowds. And when they asked me to go out on Thursday night, I said, no, it's too people out there. Too people uh-huh. I went out on Black Friday. <laughs> well, did you find some good deals? I did. Good. I did. Did you actually enjoy it? I had a good time with my daughter. Yeah. Yes. And that's what it was always about for me. It was about this relational thing. It wasn't really about the deals. It was about laughing at people. Yep. It was about making memories. It was about standing in the cold. Because like before, when when things were... Yeah, that they, one, I wouldn't go if I had to stand yeah, in the cold. Yeah, so when, like several years ago, when, I mean, people that know this, I mean, Black, you know, Black Friday started off Friday at like six o'clock in the morning. So if you wanted something at Target, you would go there at four o'clock and stand in this long, long line in order to do it. So those are the kinds of things. And so um, that I that I remember doing. And, and, and I I never went out on Black Friday because I'm like, I don't need anything bad enough to stand in the cold for two hours. Right. And if I do, I'm going to pay regular price on Sunday. <laughs> I get it. I totally understand. So again, it wasn't necessarily about that deal. It, it was, was about, about the... Yeah. And I, I understand. I, I totally get that. The uh-huh. only other time I went out on Black Friday, I was pregnant with McKenna. So it's been like... 15, 15 years. 15 years. Mm-hmm. And it was insane. I went with my mother-in-law to the mall and I was like, yep, never again. <laughs> Just not doing it. And but Megan and I had a really we had a really good time. I'm so glad to hear that. And now I need to go and and go through all of my bags and, and make a Jane pile and a Megan pile and a Matthew pile. Cliff is done. I already, you know, his stuff is is done and set aside. So that's not a big deal. But um but I need to see what I've purchased for each of them. Mm-hmm. And then make sure I spent the same amount right. on on everybody. Although right now I'm pretty sure I spent the most on Jane. Really? Yes. And I think I'm going to justify that with she's still a minor. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a justification, isn't there? I have to spend on there? her. Yeah. 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 No. Um. She's just. She was just fun to shop for this year. It's it, that's real. I mean, it is true that different kids because you find you kind of know what the, what they mm-hmm. want. Some kids sometimes, some years you don't know anything that your right. kids want, and it makes it so difficult. And then other years you're like, oh, they're really into this, and it makes it easy it to makes buy it easy to buy a, a material thing to yes. go with their interest. Yes. Sometimes you know kids are just into stuff that material things aren't. They're just just not yeah, there. It's for just it. not there. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, I I went Black Friday shopping. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. How's Megan doing? Did and she I have didn't a good punch anyone in the face? <laughs> now that's even better. I'm even more proud of you for that, <laughs> Steffi. That's awesome. So how's did she enjoy her Thanksgiving at home? She did. Good. She did. And by Sunday we were like, um, what time are you leaving? <laughs> 
Well, you know what? You get into a rhythm we and a get, ritu- yeah, routine have, yourself. and yeah. We have a very chill rhythm here with the four of us. Leo mixes that up a little bit and he brings, I call him Megan a lot <laughs> because they have very similar personalities. Um, and, and I love, I love Megan. You know that, like, I love her. She is, we have a bond that, that I don't have with the other two. Although I'm building with McKenna now that Megan mm-hmm. is, is out of the house and, and she's a teenager. Right. Um, but, um, so we have this very chill rhythm with the four of us and it's like, in comes hurricane Megan and <laughs> stirs it all up. And I forget. I'm, sometimes I'm like, how do we live with her for 18 years? <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait a minute. I created her. <laughs> you know, though, I mean, you just, it's, it's just that you just have a, just a different kind of way yeah. of doing things now. And, and yeah, she and has a different kind of way of thing, doing right. things. She's used so. to be on, being on her own. And, and we're used to her being on her own. And it's different. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's just different. Yeah. Yep. You get used to, you have to get, and, you have to get used to doing life right. a certain way. When, when, when a child leaves or when something changes or whatever, you have you have to move forward. Right. You have to learn how to do something a different way. And so then when... It, and, and I it, think sometimes she comes home and she wants it to be the way it was before she left. And it can't be. And because, it can't be. Because there's are, forward movement. That's right. Yep. And it's things have to... You, you, things change and it's not good or bad with Megan or anything like that. No, it's just it, yeah, different. it wasn't bad. It right. was just different. It's just and, different. Yeah. By Sunday, we're like, what time are you leaving? <laughs> God love her. She's sick right now. So that didn't help any... Yeah, but um, I'm sending her to the clinic on campus because oh, you are yeah. She has something going on, and it started as a cold, and then it's just built from there. And she's busy right now, so she can't take right. the downtime to rest. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, well, hopefully she feels better. But yeah, I hope so. You ready for a question? Absolutely. If you had to, I just looked down. If you have, I would say that all the time, but if you had to live in a different state, what would it be? Uh, right now it would be Tennessee. Really? Yes. Okay. We actually talk often about moving there when Jane graduates. Okay. And why is that? Uh, no income tax. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, that's not, that's not really why. I love it there. There. Number one, I've been here my entire life. I've lived in the same county almost my entire life. There have been you know, short periods where I lived in bordering counties. Right. <laughs> but I have not left this one area. And so I think something new could be could be fun, mm-hmm. could be exciting. I love the feel there. It's just different. Yes. It's just yes, different. It I was telling Jane the other day that um you know Kentucky is considered a southern state in this article that I had read. And I said, "But that's very funny because I consider us very northern." And she's like, "Don't mom, we live in northern Kentucky." And it's so true. Northern Kentucky and is I, a different It is it is a different it's on a different plane. 
Yep. It's then the rest of the state. It really is. It's the totally, you come, once you get past Lexington. Yes. It, it becomes a totally different zone of, of things. It, it, this area is very, I don't know. I, I think we're snooty. I'm I think not, we are too. Did you know that snooty, um, but- Francisville, which is um, the actual city mm-hmm. that I live in. Mm-hmm. The, yes, the, that's right. Uh-huh. Um, is the number one snobbiest city in the state of Kentucky. Does not surprise me. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. And uh, I don't remember the criteria that it was all based on or, or what. But um, I remember when I was a kid, my aunt got so mad because the news called Covington a suburb of Cincinnati. But if you think about the behavior of people versus... and. Uh, I'm just going to say it. It's going to sound bad. I have nothing against Northern people except you're cold. That, that's all. Um, you're, so you're going to stereotype. I'm totally stereotyping. Okay. Um, but if you, if you take the, the stereotype, the standard stereotype of Northern versus Southern, mm-hmm. where they say Southern is kinder, it's you know, slower, it's laid, you know, laid, back, yeah. um, laid back. Where we are, we're very Northern. We are a suburb of Cincinnati because yes. that's how we behave. Correct. Very, very driven materially. And I, I'm including my, I'm including myself in this. I don't think I'm necessarily driven materially. I'm not, but, I, but, but I'm I from like, an area that is. Yeah, I feel like the, I'm not all people who, but for the most part, the culture yes. is what I'm saying. Not, yes. not all people, obviously, because you and I aren't driven that way. But, um, but but you're the, an implant. You're not from here. Good point, but still, but I've lived here the but longest you have. I've ever lived. This is lived, the longest you've ever lived, lived anywhere. anywhere. And it's so I've lived here for 18 and a half years. So I yeah. feel like this is, you know, yeah. So, but, so Tennessee, because I love the vibe down there. Mm-hmm. I do. It, it just, um, it suits me where I am in my life right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But wherever I go. Leo will have a big backyard so that when it's cold outside, I can open the door and say, go outside. Go outside. <laughs> gotcha. Perfect. My state is Tennessee as well. Yes. Um, but it would be on opposite of the state. You know, Tennessee is so long. It you, is. You would go to Nashville, I'm assuming, and over in that area. Somewhere in that, that area. area. Yeah. That area. I would go to East Tennessee, and that's where mm-hmm. my family yes. now resides for the most part. And... um I lived in Knoxville for six years. I loved it there. Mm-hmm. And um, and when I go to visit, I feel at home there. I love, you know, I know that this doesn't for everybody, but I love walking into um, into most stores in East Tennessee and they're going to be playing Christian mu- worship mm-hmm. music. I love that um, the people are, are tend to be so, so kind uh, and willing to help each other. I love... I love the accent. I love, <laughs> I love, I love all of it. I just, that for me is where I would go as well. My kids get a kick out of whenever we spend an extended period of time anywhere south of our home, uh, my accent comes in. Oh, yeah. They said that. And when I hang out with my dad a lot, um, that. Isn't that funny? I, I've, I've spent many years trying to get rid of the hillbilly. That's what I'm calling it. That's not what that's not what I I think that it is. But um, I come from a hillbilly growing up, and 
and I loved it and I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to put it down, but my accent comes out yeah. and, um, and I like it. Me too. I love, I love when I end up having a little bit of twang to me. I love it. I love it. So I'm with you, but Tennessee is where I would go as well. Okay. For sure. And I, I hate though that if we're, if we end up, if we both end up <laughs> doing that, we'll still be like, we'll be like four and a half hours away, four I know. hours away. I know. That's because, you know, I, I yes. you know that. So, but yeah. I do know that. Um, can I, can I say honestly that through these last several years, I've surprised, I'm surprised you haven't moved down there already. Well, but I, I understand that God has a plan. Yes, he does have a, so there's that and then kids, you know, I know. you know, so no, that's, I, I, right, I, I, I totally know. But yes, yeah. I would love, that's exactly, um, okay. This is, yes. I don't know. <laughs> this is a great question. How do you think humans will become extinct? And, and the, so like, <laughs> let's take it to, <laughs> let's take it to, how do you think, okay, instead of maybe saying like that, because I know how, what I want to talk about, so okay. I'm going to change it a little bit. How do you think that the beginning of the end will happen? So Ooh. like necessarily like, so yeah. I don't know. Okay. So this is what I, so you said that. Um, I think that something's going to happen like um instead of like a nuclear bomb or whatever it's going to be like this electrical magnetic power something and some somebody's and the, the entire power grid is going to go, go down go down and that means from everything some somehow they'll they'll figure out how to like take out all the electricity all the um infrastructure to whether it's car, computers basically Making because everything's computer driven now. Everything, and so somehow there's going to be this huge thing that's going to take out everything computer wise, and our entire infrastructure, our economy, everything that we rely on is going to go, and and people are going to be get all crazy mm-hmm. because you know I only have a debit card. And if my car didn't work, how would I, if I was stuck at work, how would I get home? And right. all of these, like, and so everything. Cliff could drive Abigail. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> but so, my car wouldn't work. Right. So, so there are going to be certain people that are prepared yes. and that whatever. And then, then things will have, then things will, everything will just implode. And then there will have to be a new, eventually, I mean, things will, people will be, will truly show them, themselves and being selfish and self-consumed and survival of the fittest mm-hmm. and all of those things. So that'll wipe out a lot. And then eventually I feel like a new world order world order will come in and um, they'll just take over everything. Mm. So I sound like this conspiracy person. I don't think about it much, but it was this book I read. Um, it was by Terry Blackstock. I think it was called black something. I don't know. And it's, I firmly believe that she was onto something. And I have always imagined that that's exactly what's going to happen because we be, we have become so reliant on technology and to live, to do everything. I mean, I wouldn't know how to get food. Mm-hmm. Necess- I mean, I don't know how to grow a garden. I don't know how to hunt. I don't know how to fish. I don't. So, so I just, yeah, that's what I think. That's what I think will happen. Interesting. I know it's very interesting. I sound real. I don't, again, I don't yeah. think about it very often, but I don't think about it at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just, right. Yeah. So, I mean, again, yeah. I just think that it's just a really interesting thing to think about of, of, um, because eventually something's going to happen. Right. Um, and it could be a hundred years from now. It could be 200 years from now. I could already be in heaven. So, I mean, I don't, I'm not say, I don't think it's, yeah. but I just think that that's, yeah. So that's what that question reminded me of. That's interesting. 
Anything else you want to add to that? Um, no, I just, I, I don't, I don't think about um, how the end will come. But when I was 13, was I 13? I was 13. Uh-huh. Um, my aunt and uncle um, were going to this local church. Okay. And after the mall closed on a Saturday night, a Wednesday night, I don't know, you know, but after closing, they had this, they, they, um, put on this play. Okay. And it was, it was called what to do if you miss the rapture. Oh. Can I tell you that the reason and the way that I accepted Christ was literally because I was scared to death. Really? <laughs> yes. Yes, huh. it literally was like the freakiest. Still, I'm 41. It's the freakiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Huh. It so was, you were scared so into I, it. I was scared into Now, still, best decision I've ever made, and I've come a long way from being scared. Right. But, um, but I, I was scared into it, and I think that that might be why I don't think about how the end will come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it would be scary. I mean, it will, you know, I mean, because it, things will be out of our control. Yeah. Like, I mean. Completely. Completely. I mean, you know, yeah. we, we, we are able to manage certain things. And I things. won't be prepared because I don't think about it. Yeah, those people that are like uh, those uh, doomsday people uh-huh. that have all those, like have those shelters and all that, that stuff fascinates me. I just wish I knew one so I could <laughs> I tail it over there, but I don't know any so that, you know, whatever. <laughs> okay. Tell me the three best things about you. Hmm. The three best things about me. I'll say one of mine, because I don't know if I, I it's okay. hard to come up, but if you can come up with one, maybe we can help each other. Uh, one of the best things about me is, dang, <laughs> 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 that's hard. It's hard. I think that I'm going to, my gonna, heart for Jesus. Yes. Okay. That's one of my things. Yes. I don't do it perfectly. I don't, uh, I mess up all the time. But at the end of the day, I have a heart to know him and want to become more like him. Yes. Okay. So that's one. That's very good. I like that. Um, I'm going to go with um, my tenacity. Mm-hmm. I don't give up. And if I do, it probably wasn't worth it in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had never, I had never used the word tenacious to describe myself. Um, that word was spoken over me by my nanny. And it was probably one of the, to see how she saw me mm-hmm. was um, one of the greatest gifts of my life. That's incredible. I love that. I love how you love the story. I love the word. I love the story. That's incredible. I'm going to say my strength. Yes, ma'am. I, God has given me a strength beyond anything that I ever would have thought that I was capable of. Um, I always had it. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't able to to use it to display it, and he has given me an opportunity to do that. So I'm going to say my strength. That's beautiful and right. Um, mine is my ability to be myself. Yes, I am comfortable in my own skin, and you always have been. I always, I do know that. You might not have known it, just I, like I didn't know about right. the strength, right? But I've always known that about you, and I loved. I that love about that you. you can see that because I've said many times 
that I was raised in freedom. I just didn't know what that meant. And I didn't understand. And I was still so influenced by all of these outer things coming at me, whether it be um, parental relationships or a church board Mm -hmm. or, you know, all of all of these different expectations that were placed on me from from outside sources. I was raised in freedom. I just didn't understand what that meant. And when I did and I shed the care that I exerted to all of these other people, mm-hmm. not taking care of them, but caring what they thought of me. Yes. And, and I, sh- I, I shed that and I am, I am so comfortable in my own skin and able to be myself that I honestly think that's one of the things that attracts people to me. Oh, for sure. <laughs> no, it's for sure. So, yeah, because I, the, the pretense, there's no pretense. Yeah. There never has been. Um, and you've always, again, I remember one of, I mean, always one of the things that drew me to you and, and, and you know, Cliff always said he didn't understand our relationship, but <laughs> I, I've, I always saw that you were comfortable in your own skin. Why do you think your kids are, you know, I mean, you know, Cliff obviously had part of that too, but I'm just saying that that's, you know, you modeled that for them, even when you didn't feel it. You knew it. I love and you that lived you say that because I can see a clear difference in my two daughters, and one was was heavily influenced before I realized it, and one was heavily influenced after I realized it. And there's a difference. Yes. Also, personality. Also, personality. Yes, but I but I totally but I totally understand that. Um, but I've. I always saw you that way. Always. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's true. I just, I think, I think that there's so many times that people see things in us or, or notice things in us that we're not aware of yet. Yeah. Because well, that, I, I always knew you were strong. Right. Cause we, we have these kind of these scales on our eyes or scales on our heart or, right. or whatever it is. And, and as things happen, as life happens, as we grow, as we mature, as we continue on those things, they fall off and we're able you know, sometimes it's all at once. Most of the time, again, I say that it goes back to this taking this next right step mm-hmm. in order to understand, you know, where, who we've been created to be. It's this, it's this discovery of, of, of that process. It is. Yes. Okay. Okay. So one more. One more. Um, hmm. Do you have yours? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Um, my ability to be a child. Um, I spent a great portion of my childhood and my early adulthood being a grown up. And in April of 2012, Sarah and I had the opportunity to go to Disney World together. <laughs> That's Let me tell you, if you haven't been to Disney World with your best friend and no children, fix it now. It 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 has it has to happen, and we should do it again. I would love to. That we we should do it again. Yeah. And so, prior to that trip, I'd been to Disney. That we could totally podcast that. That would be that would be fun. Hold on, we could vlog that. <laughs> We really could. We should vlog that. We should. That would be fun. Okay. It'd be amazing. Yeah. So I had been to Disney many times before. Cliff worked in insurance and we won these incentive trips and we went to Disney World like every other year. 
I had been so many times. It was the first time that I had been, was it the first time I had been without kids? Or I, Cliff and I went one time without kids as well. Close to that trip. I don't know which one came first. Anyway, but there was this moment um, on an evening where we were at. It was Animal Kingdom. We were in Animal Kingdom. I remember it. And I was standing in line to meet um, Safari Minnie Mouse, which if you know me, you know Minnie is my, she's my girl. And um, I got a KitchenAid mixer for Christmas and it's Minnie Mouse red. That's incredible. And I think I'm going to cricket a bow for it. (laughs) That's awesome. Sorry, total sidetrack. Yes, I pick out my own Christmas gifts. (laughs) Um, So I was standing in line to meet Safari Minnie was not the first time I met Minnie Mouse. It really was before I had this moment, it, it was just something to do. And I'm standing there in line and this is the moment that God told me, you're safe to share your little girl inside with the world. It is okay to be childlike sometimes. It is okay to let your guard down sometimes. And you are safe. And it is good. And in that moment, my life changed. And so my third best quality is the ability to be a child. My kids tell me all the time, Mom, you're such a kid. I'm like, hey, but you're having fun. So what are you whining about? So you saying that helped me to remember something that was spoken over me. And um, also, um, it goes along with that. And I love this. I do. I love this about myself. <laughs> it's my my ability to have this wonder mm-hmm. and to be amazed by creation and be amazed by people and be amazed by a leaf and all of these different things and to, to truly enjoy that and to take in the beauty of what's around me, this, this, this wonder of, I just, I I love that. I can feel, I can feel that childlikeness mm-hmm. just rising up in me. And I, the way I display it, I, I enjoy that about myself because it's in those moments that I know that, that God is good and he's a great provider and all of those things. So I went to Disney uh, for the first time when you went mm-hmm. and, and I've only been one other time and I remember experiencing that wonder over and over and over again. I captured again. that wonder in a photo. Mm-hmm. I, yes, yes it, you did. It is. And, and yes, you did. And I love that I am able to let that out. I remember you loving that moment for me. I remember trying, I remember calling and trying to share it. Uh, it didn't go well because <laughs> there was no understanding or no acceptance of how I was created. And I, God continues to put people in my life who marvel at my wonder and let me be different in it. And I am so blessed that I am able to do that now that, yeah. So it it goes with the same thing. Thank you for saying the childlike thing, because it, I like, I like that about myself. I like it about you too. We have quite a, quite a bit of fun. We really do when we're able to do it. I mean, you know, what's so much, I, I go back again to, um, just all of that time we spent, you know, when our kids were little yes. and you are such a gift to me, you Thank still you. are a gift. 
I hate that we're in different places in our life, you know, mm-hmm. different seasons, but it never takes away from the fact that, you know, you're my best friend, you're my sister, mm-hmm. you're, um, all of those things. And I just am so appreciative of you. Um, so if you're in a different season of life than somebody else, it doesn't okay. mean you can't connect. Right. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they can't be your person. Yep. Yep. We're still our, we're still each yeah. other's person. We are. Yeah. And I miss the quiet days where we could just, um, well, they weren't so quiet. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. Um, once the kids were in school, some of them were quiet. <laughs> no, that's true. We did. We were able to but do, we would take them to school in, and have tea. And, um, there were times when we took them to school and we went to the gym to work out together and, all of these different seasons mm-hmm. that um, that our our friendship has not survived, but but it was built on it was great. Yeah, it was and, a great and, foundation. And we have an incredible foundation mm-hmm. that even though we are in different seasons now, the foundation is still strong. Very much so. So it doesn't matter what season we'll go through. If we end up living four and a half hours apart, you know, we meet in the middle. We sure will. You know, we will. You know, we will. You know, um, when I went to Carrie Underwood um, in October, um, who was it? One one of the um, Maddie and Tay Mm -hmm. opened for her and they sang um, meet in the middle. Um, I'll start walking your way and you start walking mine. (laughs) And it made me think because that's what we did when we would walk on those early mornings when you told me I was pregnant with McKenna Mm -hmm. and I told you were crazy because I was on birth control and that couldn't happen. (laughs) And, and we would leave our house at the same time and I would start walking your way and you'd start walking mine and we would meet in the middle Mm -hmm. and we would have these amazing walks together. And, um, and that it's describes our solid, friendship. It does so well. There's so many times that, just like the last uh, episode, like the last podcast thing, yeah. we, we we can agree to disagree, or we can meet in the middle, or we can do whatever it is. Right. Because at the end of the day, we don't have to protect ourselves. That's right. Because we are safe is, with each other. This exactly. is a safe place. Exactly. It always has. It always will be. And um, I, I hope that you find your safe place out there. Absolutely. That's I, don't give up because even when. You don't think that it's there. There's provision. There, there will be provision for it. There will be provision. Absolutely. Guys, thank you so much for, for continuing on this journey with us. And we do pray that you have a safe place or a safe person. And if you don't, that, that God lays it in your path. And um, until next time, because even though we recorded last week, the producer didn't put it out. <laughs> The poor producer. The poor producer. But it was it was a holiday here mm-hmm. and so yeah. I'll I'll cut him a little bit of slack. Absolutely we will. And not with a knife. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um we just we just want to thank you and until next time we encourage you to live your life authentically.